0: Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds and welcome to today's podcast episode and of course YouTube video. For people watching on YouTube, I do apologize for the foggy camera. Um, As I mentioned in the previous YouTube video and podcast episode, I broke my phone screen when I was in Mexico and my suspicion is that the screen that they put on my phone, or perhaps the screen protector, I'm not sure, is causing some fogginess on my front-facing camera, and that's what I use for these these YouTube videos. And so uh, I'll get that sorted as quickly as I can. I will go take it somewhere and have it checked out or whatever, but at least for the next little while, the videos might be a little bit foggy, and I hope you can bear with me on that. So today what I want to do is I'd like to share a book that I'm reading with you. I'd also like to share a fun little activity you can do, which is how I stumbled across this book. More on that in a second. And I'd like to share on the language learning side, the difference or rather the gap between theory and execution. This is something I was thinking about after the previous podcast episode and YouTube video that I recorded. So let's get started. So the book I'm reading right now, I've got it right beside me here. It's called The Tao Made Easy, T-A-O, that's how you spell Tao. Um, Of course, I believe it's actually pronounced Tao, as in like Taoism, um, the English pronunciation anyway. It's written by an author whose name is Alan Cohen, that's A-L-A-N-C-O-H-E-N. There's a fun little story of how I got this book. As you guys may or may not know, I have been reading quite a bit more since last year, since 2022. I have, I used to read a lot more when I was younger, and then I would only read on and off. Last year I decided I wanted to read more regularly, so I would get different books that interested me. Well, this time I did something a little bit unique, something I've never done before. Instead of researching what book I'd like to read, in other words, doing some Google searches, reading some reviews, maybe reading the back of the book, thinking about it a little bit. Today, or rather the other day, I went to the library. I gave myself about five minutes to quickly, not even five minutes, maybe three minutes, two minutes. I quickly scanned through the books and picked one that caught my eye. So I scanned through, I saw the title of this book, The Tao Tao Made Easy, and I thought, sure, let's just pick it up. I know nothing about Taoism, and I thought to myself, well, to be honest, I don't even know what I thought to myself. It was an instinctual, an instinctual thing. I just thought, that's the one. Grabbed it, and now that's the book I'm reading. I think I'm going to do that a little bit more often. Go to the library, look at a pick a section, general fiction, mystery, uh, fantasy, whatever it is, take a quick scan, grab a book, get out, go home and read it. So that's how I ended up with this book. If you want to have some fun and you're a reader, give that a try and see what kind of results you end up with, what kind of books you end up with. Now, let's jump into our language learning topic of the day, which, of course, I said is the gap between theory and execution. In the previous podcast episode, I was sharing a few epiphanies I had, a few things that I learned from watching a talk by Stephen Krashen, who is a linguist who has done a lot of work in terms of how the brain learns language and I was sharing a lot of the things I learned from one of his talks. I shared a few theories that he's talked about. I shared a few of my takes on those theories. Feel free to go listen slash watch that episode if you haven't already. After recording it, the next day it occurred to me that even though there are excellent theories and beliefs that people have about how to learn a language, understand that theory sounds nice and clean and straightforward, But execution is always messy. Theory sounds great. Oh, that's how to do it. It sounds amazing. But the moment you go into execution, the moment you try to apply that theory, things will always get messy and things are not going to go quote-unquote perfectly. You're going to try something that the theory says will work very well and for one reason or another it's just not working for you. Or maybe You're not doing it right, who the heck knows? Maybe it actually would work for you, but you're not executing it it properly. Who the heck knows? But for whatever reason, when you go into execution, theories, uh, or rather, when you go into execution, things can get quite messy. I'll give you a great example. I read uh, Gabriel Weiner's book, which is called Fluent Forever. It's on the bookshelf back there, actually. Um, I read that book, loved it, found it quite insightful, and I started to implement a lot of the the theories and and strategies and such mentioned in the book. I even interviewed Gabriel Weiner years back on my YouTube channel. really had a great conversation with him. And it's funny because I, I think the book is excellent, but when I was implementing a lot of the things that he mentions in the book, a lot of the strategies, some of them, for one reason or another, weren't I don't know if they weren't working or they just didn't feel right or something didn't mesh well they didn't mesh well with me and so I just didn't do it or another example when it comes to Stephen Krashen's work for instance um, I personally find and maybe Stephen Krashen says this too and I just haven't read enough of his work I don't know but based on what I've seen anyway I do think that there's a place for a little bit, at least a little bit, of that formal study of particularly grammar, but it can just be formal study of the language as a whole. I think there there can be a tremendous amount of benefit from that. In fact, I have seen with my own eyes many people who do see benefits from doing that form of study. Now, is the benefit a placebo effect, meaning they feel like they're benefiting, but they're really not? Are they attributing their success with language learning to something that actually didn't lead to that success. Maybe they thought doing all the speaking practice helped them get better at speaking, but in reality it was something else that they were doing that actually helped them get better at speaking. Who, who knows? We don't know. But one thing is clear. When we go into execution mode, when we take a theory and we go and execute it, the execution definitely gets messy. It doesn't always go according to plan, exactly as a theory said it would. And so why am I telling you why am I telling you this? Well, I'm telling you this here today because I think it's important to not be perfectionistic. It's important to yes, watch videos or listen to podcasts, read books, learn about what kinds of methods work in terms of how to learn a language. What the research says, what so and so says, what ex- what methods have worked for your favorite polyglot YouTubers. That's all wonderful. That's great. But understand that when you go into execution mode, things are not going to go perfectly, and that's okay. That's okay, and that's just how it works. Things do not have to go perfectly in order for you to successfully learn a language. I'll say that again. Things do not have to go perfectly in order for you to successfully learn a language. They definitely don't have to go perfectly. I'll give you a quick example, then we can wrap up. I've given this this example before. When I was in India, doing some intensive Gujarati lessons. Uh, We hired a, a private instructor to come to the house. She came six days a week, six hours a day, and I studied intensively for about two months of Gujarati. And this this instructor and I, we didn't mesh well. One could say that she wasn't a good teacher, or I suppose it depends on your perspective. Maybe she was for you, but definitely for me her teaching style did not match well with how I learned. I found that it was a little bit too. Um, it was too. It was too much of a fo- too much of a focus on rote learning, and I felt that she put too much of a focus on things that I didn't necessarily want to be spending time on, nor that I think were helpful for me to be working on at at given my level and such. I also found out that her English level was quite poor, whereas that's not what we thought the case was. Or rather, perhaps it wasn't poor, but maybe the way to put it is I would ask her how to say things in English, or rather in Gujarati. I thought she spoke English, and so she would tell me, oh, this is what we'd say in Gujarati. And then other people would tell me that that was wrong, and they would say, actually, no, that's not what we say. In fact, the most memorable example is one guy who truly was bilingual. I'd spoken to him a lot in English and a lot in Gujarati, truly bilingual guy. He looked at my Gujarati notes and told me, Azrin, a lot of these translations are wrong. You said this English word means this in Gujarati, but that's just not right. Like, that's not the right word at all. So anyway, uh, but despite all those problems with, uh, that I was having in the classes, I learned a lot, because you don't need a perfect learning environment to learn. In fact, I learned, I learned more through the debates, I learned more Gujarati through the debates we had in classes, because we viewed the world so differently. Her life experience was very different from mine, her upbringing was different, her circle was different, and we had widely differing viewpoints on basically every topic. And we had spirited debates. And it was through those debates and through hearing her perspectives and me being forced to try and figure out how to say something, not being able to do it, going home, thinking about how I'm going to explain it to her the next day. You know, thinking, and thinking, and looking at, looking words up in a dictionary, going back the next day, saying, hey, yesterday we were talking about this. I wanted to continue that discussion. I had a few new ideas and continuing the discussion, right? It was through things like that that I actually learned a lot. And so you don't need an ideal, I've said this before too, you don't need the perfect tool to learn a language to a very high degree of proficiency. It's just about how you use that tool. Someone like Roger Federer, the, fam- the the tennis player, could beat me in tennis with the oldest, jankiest racket in existence. And I could have all the best gear and I would lose to him because he uses that tool much better than I would use any tennis racket or any tennis materials, period. Does that make sense? Pretty straightforward, but that's the biggest thing that was on my mind after recording the last podcast episode slash YouTube video. Well, let's wrap this up here. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode than usual. Sometimes I go 20, 30 minutes, so that's okay. That's how things played out. Thank you again for listening slash watching. I appreciate your attention. Feel free to hit me up on any social media network at Polyglot or check out my newsletter or rather newsletter and my blog. It sort of is both by going to azarin.substack.com. That's A-Z or Z-R-E-N.substack.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will speak very soon. Bye-bye.